Yo, welcome back to the Rankable Podcast. My name is Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank, and this is fun. It's you know, like when, when you have a fan, when you're a fan of, of someone's content, it's really fun to like have the conversation. Today, I'm joined by uh, Jesse Wilms and Shelby Blackley. Now, Jesse is an audience editor working in Canada's national newspaper, and Shelby Blackley is an SEO manager at Mashable. And so, last year, they launched, kind of co-founded. Uh, this WTF is SEO newsletter. So they're both in news SEO. The newsletter is awesome. It's weekly. They touch on obviously what's going on, you know, in, in the world of news SEO, but they, they dive into these evergreen topics and they're, they're so good. Like if you are, whether you're a beginner or advanced, like they're great articles, they're deep dive, they're articles as newsletters, but I want to talk to you girls. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, having on the show. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so happy to be here. So real quick, before we dive into like all of this good news SEO goodness, tell me a little bit about the newsletter. Like how did that start? What what were your goals there? And, and how's it been moving along? So <laughs> this is our um, favorite story. <laughs> it's a great origin story because it absolutely hinges on an aha moment. So I'm newer to SEO than Shelby is. I started in an audience role uh, January, 2020, February, 2020. Um, picking up all of that audience focus work, including most of it was SEO. And Shelby previously was the first SEO editor in basically any Canadian news organization. And that's where, that's how we know each other. We work together in the same newsroom. Yeah. And while we were, you know, discussing different things, Jesse would message me here and there. And we were actually talking in Twitter DMs. And one day I answered a question and she was like, oh my God, we need to take your brain and like make a newsletter. And I was like, Jesse, we need to make a newsletter. Uh, so we kind of were able to fill this gap that exists in the news world where, you know, SEO is this thing that we consistently talk about in newsrooms and we're like, oh, what's going on in search, but we don't know how to actually like make a strategy around it. So we decided, you know what, let's help these people figure it out. And so really the goal initially was to create a resource that we both wish we had when we were both starting to learn about SEO. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that. And, and it really is a gap. I mean, one thing in the world of SEO, as you get deeper into it, you realize that depending on your industry, depending on your goals, there's so many different strategies and news SEO is really unique. And it kind of dives right into this first question that I'm curious about. You've written about the idea of both like evergreen SEO and kind of news breaking SEO, which are like these two conflicting and yet related topics for news SEO. What's the relationship between the two and how do you think about them for uh, a news organization? Yeah, we're both very big on Evergreen for a number of reasons. Primarily, you know, newsrooms often, we publish such a high volume of content every single day. And then once it's off the homepage, it's gone. Or once it's out of the newspaper, it's gone. And that's really a waste of resources, we think. So there's so much content in the archive of any news organization that is still as relevant as the day it was published. It just needs to be positioned in such a way that it can reach audience on an ongoing basis. So that's why we really love Evergreen SEO is to make use of that resource that we've already dedicated explaining a particular topic. And then when it comes to breaking news, we think it's just a really useful way to you know, show our expertise as an organization, linking back to an Evergreen piece that we've mm -hmm. had explaining this as a topic. Yeah. And when you think about like the seasonality that comes with news, like for example, in the summer, it's a little bit slower. There's not as many things happening during Christmas, for example, or the holidays, uh, you see your traffic decline. 
So evergreen SEO is so important during those times because we know that breaking news is going to spike, but how do we make sure that we consistently have that traffic that we're driving to these big pieces or our enterprise reporting that we're putting so much uh, resources into? Yeah, picking up that baseline of traffic so we're not always seeking out the next big wave, exactly. big spike, and being both being less reactive and being more proactive about trying to find and secure uh, consistent traffic to grow our audiences. Yeah, that's, I mean, you you bring up the, like, when it comes to the the news breaking, it's this idea of the spike, you have like, you know, the spike of hope, I love you, one of the, one of the newsletters is the spike of hope and the flat line of nope, which, you know, happens when you're, you're, you put, publish an article and all the traffic is going to it and then it declines. How, how do you approach the reporting on that? Like, do you have set metrics where you have a certain expectation and then, you know, report accordingly or does it depend, you know? How's that look? The SEO question, sorry, the answer is always it depends, um, especially with this question, because it's going to be dependent on what your organization's metrics of success are, but also what you're looking for. Um, so when, for example, you're thinking about that, you know, spike of hope and then flatline of nope, that's a reference to an Ahrefs, uh, a graph that we were looking at during the uh, 2016 election, I believe, uh, when Donald Trump was elected, we saw a huge spike of obvious traffic to everyone's organizations. And then as it teetered off, a lot of people were like, oh, no, what's happening? Um, and so to mitigate that, you need to think about, you know, what are your strategies? What are your niches? Where do you put your focus? And how does that breaking news that you know is going to drive all of that uh, traffic also relate to your evergreen so that you're keeping that cycle, you're keeping those loyal readers and that people want to consistently come back to you both for that hard news and the breaking stuff that you're so good at and you're in front of them on SERPs, but also for that stuff that you know is going to create value in their lives and help them live a better life. Which, which I think ties back to this this idea of the relationship between the evergreen and the news breaking SEO, which is like once it's the the, the wave is gone, it's like that doesn't die. You you in one of your um, newsletters, you talk about like what you can do with live blogging, like over time, how you know there might be an appropriate situation for an event that's you know unraveling over a few days where you're going to be live blogging it. How would you take something like that? and turn it into evergreen? Like, do you just let it go or do you come back and you repurpose it? That's, that's such a great question. <laughs> that's such a great question. And I think, uh, oh, I haven't actually thought about this, really this question, so this is great because I think that what you can really do is like, let's say that, let's take, for example, the January 6th hearings, which were happening in June, for example. Oh, that's something that was happening over the course of several days. And obviously readers, I guess the answer to this question is, don't think that your readers have consumed every piece of content that you have published on a given topic. Mm -hmm. So specifically, let's say a news event that unfolds over several days, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Don't assume on a Wednesday that your readers have read your Monday, Tuesday file. So make sure that you are meeting them where they are and giving them an opportunity to catch up or read in on a topic. So if you've got a live blog, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, now on Thursday, what you could potentially do is use the highlights of those individual live blogs, repackage it into a frequent, frequently asked questions package or an explainer. So take what it is we learn each day and repackage that content into a new entry point for readers to get caught up to where we are in the story now. Mm -hmm. In journalism, we have a tendency to think that everyone's on the same level Absolutely. as us. And reporters are like, well, I've already reported this. Why would I do it again? And it's not necessarily that it's like, oh, we're repeating the, the, the efforts, we're repeating what you're doing, but it's more so just like Jesse said, repackaging it 
So it makes sense for the person that needs it. For example, you may not have you know, read any of the stuff around the hearings, but you want to catch up a week later or two weeks later because you need to know what, how it's going to affect you. You don't want to read six live blogs, but like Jesse said, you can repackage it into a what you missed. And that is an easy evergreen piece that will consistently come back. We're going to talk about these hearings in a year, two years, three years, because we're always going to come back to this moment in time. So how do we repurpose it so that it's consistently going to be there, even if the actual moment has passed? Yeah. And specifically for news events that we know are going to come back, like any yeah. trial, for example, like there's always the initial spike of interest when a trial starts. And then let's say they take a break or, or it, you know, and it unfolds over several months, like you can't expect that readers will remember what happened in the trial or why we're here six months. So this is a great opportunity to like pull out that content and try again. The other thing that we're trying to do when we repackage content in this way is not just um, produce content that serves our most loyal audience, but also try to find new audience. So people who wouldn't necessarily know to come to us for this content, if we can create something that really serves that interest and fills a knowledge gap, then they know in the future to come to our publication or work analysis. Mm -hmm. It's that's so interesting. The whole point about audiences, and obviously you both have worked as you know audience editors in, in in the audience aspect of it. Where whenever you're creating content, and we know this with the SEO with search intent, you know, like even if you have the same query, you're going to have different audiences with different search intents. So you really need to be paying attention. Like to your point, I love this whole idea of you know you're paying attention to your loyal audience versus the new audiences and and it's hard to do that we do that in seo like i have my seo show and i want to talk about like advanced concepts all the time and you realize there's someone who's coming in who's like i don't know what like link you know backlinks are or the basics which you do in your newsletter too is that how you think about your newsletter in terms of like addressing basics and more advanced stuff yes well, um what's great about our newsletter is shelby knows all the advanced concepts and i love going in depth on the beginner concepts <laughs> it's a great partnership where i love to tackle the what is question so for example we did an issue i think on um topical authority and so i wrote the issue what is topical authority and then we had a second issue that was like how do you build topical authority in your newsroom so it's really a collaboration between our two skill sets of like shelby being the advanced seo and me being the like beginner to moderate SEO. So the other thing on this point is like the audience funnel, yes. which is a yeah. concept that is from marketing, yeah. very applicable to news and- Yeah. So in June, uh, we also were able to speak to New York University and we were talking about, um, you know, how do you take news and, uh, sorry, SEO and publishing and push it forward. And like Jesse said, we talked about the marketing funnel. And this is something that we start almost all of our conversations with when we're talking about SEO, especially in the context of news, because the marketing funnel is really just journalism. Uh, the awareness component is those like top of the funnel pieces. What is, how is, what is this going to do? And then as people move through the funnel and they advocate for you, they're more likely to give you money. They're more likely to, you know, subscribe to your newsletter, subscribe to your newspaper, subscribe to your digital publication. So for us to look at the funnel and say, okay, you know, we're doing the what is at the top. For our newsletter and then get you the how to a little bit further and then we're having people advocate for us so we have our own little marketing funnel <laughs> going on over here which is great uh but and yeah can i just oh sorry sorry yeah. to jump in but when you think about the marketing funnel you can also use that to think not just the questions that you want to answer but also like content types and types, formats yeah. so within our newsletter for example at the top of the funnel we have those what are issues like what is top authority then we have the middle of the funnel audience uh which is issues. like how how to, and then we have that bottom of the funnel, really conversion, which is, I think, our ask and use SEO 
uh, resource where we interview other people in the industry. Yeah. And speaking of bottom of the funnel, so if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to WTF as SEO. And not only that, you y'all bottom of the funnel, you actually have a Slack community where journalists can can hang out and learn about SEO from you and other SEOs in in the chat, right? Yep. And I think we're 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 closing uh, closing in on I think four hundred. Uh, community members from across like 27 time zones across the globe, which is amazing. Um, wild. wild. I mean, when we first started this like 18 months ago, I think we were like, yeah, if we get like X amount of subscribers, we'll be really proud. And we blew it out of the water. We've been able to reach so many people across the entire globe and just being able to have those conversations even via Slack. Yeah. I like when I started doing this in 2016, I was all alone. And a lot of it was figuring it out from marketing blogs. And so now to have people that are like, hey, have you seen this happening in your in your world? Um, oh, I'm struggling with this question. I don't know how to approach this and have other people share their insights and their knowledge. Like it makes it so much easier to, as a whole community of news SEOs, push this part forward and really make it something that journalists and reporters and newsrooms alike appreciate. I love that. I y'all should check it out because I'm sure it's a great community and and you two ladies are brilliant. I want to bring it back to it's funny. Uh, Shelby was kind of giving me like or Jesse was giving me the perfect kind of lead into another topic, which was topical authority and strategy. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I feel like y'all lay out a bunch of great techniques in terms of how to build topical authority. You, you mentioned like given the one-on-one and so we'll have a link in the show notes to, to read that specific newsletter. But what are some of those tactics that you think are working really well to build topical authority for news publications? Uh, we were actually just talking about this before we came on to record the podcast. <laughs> um, linking, internal linking in particular has been something that has been a huge focus of mine. Uh, and just thinking about the way that you create that full feedback loop. Uh, Barry Adams, who runs his own consulting agency uh, and runs his own newsletter, SEO for Google News, uh, also has a really amazing uh, everything newsletter, everything you need to know about internal linking. And in that piece, he talks a lot about how to create that feedback loop, particularly with your topic pages. So for example, if you're covering X, Y, and Z, and those are your like main focuses on your site, you need to really think about the strategy behind them in terms of internally linking. How do you expand those content pieces? What are the questions that your, your readers are asking? And what are the content types that they want? And how do you create a full holistic approach to this through what would be called the content pillar? So that topic page, breaking down into all of the different aspects and really creating that full feedback loop that anytime they're looking for something, they're going to come to you. Yeah. yeah, internal links are one of those things that like, in a breaking news context in a newsroom, you overlook and then it just, it's been so interesting to learn. Obviously I'm, I'm more new to this, but it's been really interesting to learn like just how important having a really great internal linking strategy is to a newsroom, like, because it's twofold. It's good for obviously search and it's also really useful to move your readers through that audience funnel. So someone comes to you because you're the first uh, link in Google search results they're a brand new reader. They know nothing about your site. So you want to use those internal links strategically to drive them to, to your most valuable content. Mm -hmm. And this also comes back to the evergreen question before, which is um, like on breaking news or on any story, like what is the evergreen asset that you have that yeah. is really high quality content that you can link back to and give a second life to? Nine times that, Go ahead. I was just going to say nine <laughs> times out of 10, like the top piece on search is not your like breaking news analysis piece that you know, the reporters work really hard on, 
but we need to make sure that we get people there. Exactly. So if you've got that evergreen, you've got that main topical authority piece that you know is going to drive traffic, how do you use that piece to drive to that enterprise reporting and then make it worth it? Like make that feedback loop so that you're taking care of the people that want to know the basic information, but also those folks that want to know how this is going to affect them. And, that, and that's what I was going to ask too, because it's like you have these topic pages, right? If you're doing it while well, you have a pillar page, how often do you mess with that template and try out new things? Because you can put, you know, your, your breaking news, you can put, you know, the, the FAQs and all that important. Do you, do you just have that one template and stick with it or do you iterate on it? I think it's iteration. Like uh, SEO in general is never one and done. Um, I think I just speak for every SEO when it's like every day is different. You don't know what you're going to do. You may do the same thing four or five, 6,000 times. Um, so I think the iteration of the template is important. Uh, if you've got a template that you're really proud of and it has a good linking strategy, you know, it's able to surface a lot of different stories. It's got a little bit of content of its own that gives a little bit of context, then you're on the right track. I think it's just making sure that that page experience and the reader experience is the top, like top priority versus, oh, I just want to throw in a bunch of links because Google says I want to. Yeah. And, and so I kind of, I do want to move on and touch on what I think is really fun, which is the always iteration of Google search results. And there's been a lot in SEO news, rich feature snippets uh, that have been kind of evolving over time. Obviously you have your news tab, but for the average audience who isn't looking at the news tab on Google and is looking at the main page, you're seeing top stories kind of evolve. You're seeing other sort of, you know, um, rich snippets evolve. How are you approaching, like what, first off, what's your philosophy when it comes to rich snippets for SEO news, for news SEO, and how important are they to your bottom line of your orgs? That's a great question. Uh, the visibility of top stories is excellent. It's great for brand building and it's a great uh, way also to show the use, like to reporters, for example, like if you tell a reporter we're doing X, Y, Z thing for search or for Google, you don't necessarily get a great reception, but if you can show, if you can say like, we are approaching a story in this specific way. And the result of that effort is this massive visibility in Google search results, something that they see when they Google the story that they, or the yes. topic of the story that they wrote about. That is a great way also to create a feedback loop. So for us, it's not just like, obviously it's great for the brand, but it's also great for us to show the worth of our work and get better buy-in from the newsroom, from reporters and editors to say like, the result of our efforts is this visibility. For sure. And I think that just like thinking about what SERPs has become, exactly. it's dominant, especially on the top with news. And that works to our benefit. Uh, this is something that we didn't have probably, you know, four years ago or before that, because top stories was basically Google News. Um, so now we've got the opportunity for news to be that first entry line into a lot of different things. And so like Jesse said, it's that easy way to show your newsroom that the value is there, that that one or two little tweaks to your headline will still provide the value that the readers need. It's just helping them get there. And that's a huge part, at least for me, is just that advocacy of understanding that it's not about the robot. It's not about, you know, gaming a system. It's all about just meeting people where they are and what, where they're looking for the information. I, I, I wonder if you all are psychic because that segues perfectly into like the last topic I want to touch on, which is showing the value of SEO to your newsroom. How much of your job is educating your colleagues on SEO? Because, you know, we're people still don't know the value and you have to advocate and you have to fight for it. What does that look like for both of you? 
I mean, you go first. And then I, my, a lot of my job is, uh, advocating and showing the value. And uh, I take a very humanistic approach to search. So does Jesse. We don't really think about like, what does Google want? We think about, okay, you know, we're seeing that Google is surfacing this. How do we do this? So when it comes to the newsrooms, can I just say why we yeah. have that focus? Yeah, because okay. if we focus on what Google wants, that's a very short term thinking versus where if we focus, as Shelby has said, more humanistically about what serves readers, that is a much longer term um, strategic effort and has much longer term benefits. Because obviously like Google is going to change this algorithm. And if you're exactly. only working towards meeting what Google wants, it could change tomorrow. And then you'll see your traffic fall off the cliff. Whereas if you think about your audience and Google together more holistically, you can build that loyalty and grow your audience over time sorry exactly. no don't be that that's exactly it and like being able to think about it in that way helps the newsroom understand that okay we're not just thinking about a robot we're thinking about how do we make sure that the most valuable journalism the most impactful journalism ends up in front of as many people as possible most people start their days by searching something on google or searching something on some search engine so how do we make sure that we help them get the information that they need to live their lives better to be safer to be happier to be healthier and make sure that the newsroom understands that that's just what we're doing. It's just like social, it's just like a newsletter. It's just meeting people where they are. And then once you start seeing these successes and you report on these successes in a very humanistic way, for example, instead of saying, oh, we got like a 6.2 click-through rating on X keyword, that's great. But what does that mean for the reporter? That means that you were in front of X million people that were looking for information about this. X amount of people touched the story and wanted to read more about X, Y, and Z you were able to provide a value because you did it this way. And the more that you show that this did this, you're able to get that buy-in in the newsroom. Yeah. The line I would always use is, we do X, Y, Z thing to expand the reach of our journalism, because that is exactly the line that you would expect from your editor-in-chief. That's exactly <laughs> the line that you would expect from anyone taking any sort of strategic initiatives within the newsroom. How do we best expand the reach of our journalism? How do we make sure that the work that we create has the highest impact? Yeah, and we always say, we don't touch the journalism. The journalism is sacred. It's the most important part. That's why we're in the role that we are is because the journalism is important. We're just trying to help the journalism reach as many people as possible and make the biggest impact it can. I, I love the philosophy just because it's like, you know, obviously the journalism industry and the digital transformation has like made all these organizations and these publications have to focus on the business model, right? Focus on getting eyeballs. And obviously that's going to matter as much, like be really important. But the reason y'all get into it in the first place is to tell stories, share stories, keep people updated, think about your readers and, and enrich their lives. And it, it's great that you're able to marry that through, you know, that human humanistic perspective and approach to SEO. It isn't just like, you know, Domo Arigato, Miss Roboto. I get, okay, okay, I can talk to you both. You both are fantastic interviews and you have such great chemistry, but are you all ready for some rapid fire rankings? Ready, let me just sit up for this one. All right, <laughs> we're good. Oh. Okay, cue the music, we're ready to go. We are gonna go through these ladies. Okay, just, just I guess, rotate one after the other. Let's start it up. Rank your best SEO marketing win. Go. My best SEO marketing win. Oh my goodness. Uh, do you have one off the top of your head? Because I'm not. 
I'm not prepared for this one. I have, I have a vague one. I can say vaguely we were able on election night in two consecutive elections in Canada to double, or sorry, I shouldn't say double, I don't think that was accurate, but to expand the reach of our journalism on election night as a result of a consistent effort over the entire campaign. So I would call that a win. Oh, that's massive. That's huge, especially in, 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 in news SEO. Okay, rank your top three SEO tools. Oh, I can do this one. Ahrefs. Uh, it would probably be Google Trends number two, and then it's a tie between Google Sheets and keywords everywhere. Can I throw out a bonus for uh, Glimpse, which is a Google Trends extension, is excellent. Yes, and the people that run it are lovely. So wonderful. Okay, I'll check that out. Okay, rank your best SEO trick or tactic for news SEO. <laughs> Think about the people. Uh, literally, it's just, what would you search? That's my favorite question that I ask reporters. What would you search? Look it up, see what's there. Okay, what? Rank what you love most about SEO. I love most, as someone who's new to this, I love how expensive the field is, how wide the discipline is. You can be an expert in tech SEO, you can be an expert in content SEO, you can have an expertise in news SEO specifically. And I love that there is so much to learn in this field. It feels like there's always a secret door. Like you open one door and you're like, okay, I understand this concept. And then there's a secret door right after it. If you had asked me six months ago what topical authority is, I don't think I'd be able to answer that question. <laughs> and then I wrote about it for the newsletter and now here we are and I understand how, what it is and also how to implement it strategically in the newsroom. So I love that there's so much to learn yeah. and that because it constantly changes, there's always that new secret door after you uh, level up. There's always room there's to always grow. More. I love that. Okay, so, and and you can't say WTF is SEO. What's your best learning SEO resource? I wanted to say WTF is SEO because I love our interview series. I so love getting to interview news SEOs. I learned so much from them. We had a great interview with Claudia Cabrera, the VP of Audience at The Athletic. We had an amazing interview with Barry Adams, who Shelby mentioned earlier, about technical SEO and how you build those efforts. Um, Dan Smolin was in our interview series. Uh, Lindsay Weeb from the New York Times was in our series. Who else who am I forgetting? There's one I'm missing. But learning from your colleagues, especially your colleagues who don't work in the same newsroom that you do, is such a tremendous luxury and thrill that I have. And then also we should plug Barry's newsletter. Mm -hmm. great. Barry's newsletter is probably one of my favorites just because it is very focused on news SEO. He does a great job in terms of the technical side, but he does bring in a little bit of the like content and journalism perspective. And like, shout out to Barry because I tell him that I keep him on retainer all the time because I message him being like, how do I do this? And he'll answer with a smile on his face. So Barry is like my personal resource. <laughs> I, I, I love that too. Cause I remember when there's the whole controversy around AMP and I heard, I saw him on Twitter, like getting so into it cause he feels so strongly about the, the, the motivations of Google when it comes to AMP. So that kind of leads in, I mean, you said Barry, but are there one to two, three, one to three SEOs or marketers that you most look up to uh, in addition? Yeah, um, I mean, Jesse messaged him. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are too awesome. That is good. Okay, and, and finally, rank your number one cause or charity that you'd want to promote. Um, I mean, for me in particular, I suffer from generalized anxiety disorder. So particularly uh, CAMH, which is Canadian uh, Mental Health Institute, is a huge one for me. I donate to them at least every uh, every summer. Um, and so if anyone has the opportunity to donate to your uh, national mental health organization, please do on behalf of us. And I'm vegan, so I'm gonna shout out your local uh, animal rights organization. Look it up at the place near you. They're doing massive work making sure that we protect animals. That's awesome. Okay, y'all are amazing. 
people want to keep this conversation going, where the heck do they find you? What What's your social, what's your like social platform of, of choice and how do they find you? Substack, www.substack.com. <laughs> but honestly, if not, come to us both via Twitter, Twitter directly. We're both very active on Twitter, at Shelby Blackley, at Jesse Wilms. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, but uh, we're both, I believe, private, so you may have to request, but you know, we're fun. Um, but also join our Slack community. We have so much fun there. Everyone is welcome, even if you're not directly in news, but you're interested in it, come join. We have conversations all the time. Jesse and I love to talk about eccentric things. So by all means, be our friend. Awesome. You, you, you are fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm gushing because I, I really enjoy this. It's so much fun. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it so much for having us. Yeah, we had a great time. This has been great. Okay. This is uh, Shelby and Jesse. My name is Garrett Sussman of I Pull Rank for the Rankful Podcast. Uh, check us out and uh, check out all the other great episodes that we've got. Check out the SEO Weekly, our, our weekly video show, everything on SEO News. Y'all have a good one. Catch you later. Uh-huh.